Welcome to Middle Age Can Be Your Best Age, the show designed to help make middle age your prime time of life by defying the notion that once you reach 40, 50, or even 60 years old, your crowning achievements are all behind you. Regardless of whether you're just approaching 40 or are firmly entrenched in your middle years, it's time to launch your very own personal journey toward a joyful and purpose-filled second half of life. Each week, host Roy Richards, an expert on midlife renewal and author of A Midlife Challenge, Wake Up, will discuss the challenges common to middle age and help guide you to a brighter tomorrow. Now, here's Roy. Well, hello and welcome to Middle Age Can Be Your Best Age. And as we so often do, let's begin this week's program with a series of questions. First question, at middle age, your present age, is your life working? In other words, do all aspects of your life come together to produce joy, self-confidence, peace of mind, love of self and others, and a hopeful outlook on the future? And the next question, if your life today is not working, or perhaps you just want it to work better, where should you look to improve your situation? Well, all of of us can cite common answers to this question, but truth be told, none of them makes a lot of sense. First, elect or re-elect a president, senator, governor, congressperson, or mayor who thinks like you on the assumption that somehow your personal life will be better. (laughs) Doesn't work that way, does it? Second, retain a psychoanalyst to help open your eyes to the true causes of your unhappiness and lack of fulfillment, but this could turn out to be a long and very costly process with uncertain results. Third, turn to alcohol or drugs to temporarily take away the pain and lift your spirits. (laughs) Undoubtedly the worst option. And if you are a person of faith, you can pray to ask God, Yahweh, Allah, uh, Jehovah, whatever you may call it, uh, however you refer to the divine presence, to alter your destiny for the better. But I suspect that the divine presence will expect you to do at least some of the work yourself (laughs) and not just depend on that. Well, my guest today, international best-selling author Barbara Berger, is here with a much better idea. She tells us if your life is not working or you just want it to work better, look inside yourself and see what you can do about money, relationships, love, your health, family, work, peace, joy, and much more. And if you're like me, I'm certain you're skeptical. After all, it's that little voice inside that keeps holding you back telling you that you're just not good enough and that you better not stick your neck out or take chances or you might be hurt. (laughs) But let's uh, hear Barbara Berger out. She's here to talk about ways you and I can take control of our lives and create the life we've always wanted to live as an inside job. And uh, better yet, Barbara promises it will be faster and better than you even dreamed possible. And before I introduce her, here's Barbara Berger's biography. She's an American-born author of 15 self-empowerment books, including the bestseller published in 30 languages that we're going to talk about today, The Road to Power, Fast Food for the Soul. In all her books, Barbara Berger explores the incredible power of the mind and how it works as a key to living happy right now regardless of unfavorable or unfavorable outer events and circumstances that we spend so much time worrying about or discussing here in the U.S. especially. And Barbara left the U.S. in the mid-60s in protest against the good old Vietnam War 
and now lives in beautiful Copenhagen, Denmark, and as an author, personal coach, and workshop leader, she's helped folks all around the world come into alignment with their very own true power. And hello, Barbara Berger. Welcome to Middle Age Can Be Your Best Age. Well, thank you for that great introduction. I just loved it, and I'm honored to be here, Roy. Thank you. Well, let's start with the basics. Uh, down uh, from the title of your book, in a few words, what is our road to power? Well, this book is a book about the power of the mind, the power of your mind, the power of my mind, the power of everyone else's mind. This is a book about the way the mind works and how we can harness this power and use it consciously to create better lives for ourselves. Boy, that so, so that's so promising. <laughs> exactly. And, and so I would say that it's really, to just sort of get started, the basic premise, the basic observation that all this is based on, uh, it, and that is this, that if we, if we say that there is what, what I call reality, whatever is happening in your life, the people who are showing up, the circumstances, the situation you find yourself in, that's reality. Yeah. But then every one of us, we have our thoughts about what's going on. In other words, we have our interpretation. What does this event, what does this person mean to me? And our thoughts about what's going on, our interpretation of what's going on, that determines our experience. Yeah. And, it's, and it's very important to notice that in the same circumstance, in the same situation, if you have 10 different people, you most likely will have 10 different experiences. So it's, sure. it's not really what's going on, but it's how people relate to what's going on. And if we can see that mechanism, then we really have the key to taking our power back. In other words, if my life is not as satisfactory as I think it should be, maybe I should look at the way I am relating to what's going on. So that's what this book is about. Well, in Chapter 1 of your new book, you, you talk about a great revolution in consciousness that's taking mm -hmm. place right now. Can you please describe <laughs> what this revolution is? Well, I, what I mean by that is, is this very awareness that I'm talking about, that in other words, that the power is not outside of us, but that there's something within me that I can do something about. In other words, that's why I, I always say that all my books are about self-empowerment, taking our power back from external events, from other people and trying to uh, understand what is it that I can do? What is it that I can change? How can I adjust my attitudes, thinking? How can I question my belief systems? How can I sort of fiddle with what's going on inside of me to adjust my experience? Yeah. So, so, so that's, that's, that's the revolution because in my experience, I mean, I've been teaching this stuff for many years and working with people for many, many years, and more and more people are becoming aware of this mechanism, and that's what I mean by by this awakening, this revolution that's going on. Well, that's great. Well, each chapter in your book describes the power of one particular habit, behavior, visualization, external factor, or state mm -hmm. of mind, and I'd like mm -hmm. to briefly de uh, describe a few of these powers and I'd like you to describe briefly and why they are essential to understanding the mind and taking control of our mm -hmm. destiny. And Chapter 8 is called The Power of Focus. Why is mm -hmm. focus so important? 
So, so again, so if we look at the principle behind that chapter, and, and it's the basic principle of the whole book. In other words, what you focus your attention on grows in your experience. That that is a key understanding, and and the easy way to explain this is. Say, for example, whatever's going on, again, whatever the reality is, ask yourself, am I problem-oriented in this situation or am I solution-oriented? In other words, the situation, the person who shows up, whatever's going on, it's the same. We're, we're not, we haven't changed that. But how are you relating to it? Are you focusing on everything that's problematic, all the things that can go wrong, all the stuff yeah. you don't like about it? Or are you, as I say, solution oriented? Are you are you looking for whatever's good in this situation? Are you are you focusing on how you can make it better? Are are you focusing on what you can learn in this situation? So so again, this this question, how am I relating to it, is so very crucial because your focus determines your experience, and not only does it determine your experience now. It also determines the outcome, and it's sort of because of the law of attraction that like attracts like. Your focus, you will attract things that match your focus. So it's a very interesting mechanism to notice and to become more and more aware of. Yeah. Well, in Chapter 3, you talk about the power of affirmation, and you tell Mm -hmm. us that everything we say or do is an affirmation and that those with difficult lives are experienced lives as they decree them to be. And what do you mean mm-hmm. by that? Well, I think I understand that uh, if you're I expecting know. bad things are going to happen, they probably will. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So it, it is this self-fulfilling prophecy that life is for us. But the other thing that, I, that I've really learned over the years, which is really a a, a fun game you can play with yourself, or, or, or you can, it, when you're out, listening to other people talk yeah. it's really interesting if you ha- if you understand that our lives are what we affirm they are in other words what we say with conviction what we believe about ourselves that's pretty much the way it is yeah. and if you think about that and listen to what people say wow and start to match it up with what kind of lives they're living i mean if you think about complainers the people that you know that are always grumpy the yeah. ones who are always sour grapes, they usually have quite a lot to complain about. Yeah. It just goes, it just goes together. And the ones who are, you know, who are passionate, who are excited, who think, you know, wow, this is the best thing and I'm I'm really gonna have fun here and I mean it's a completely different energy, but if you look at their lives, they usually they usually have quite a lot to be excited about. Yeah. Well another intriguing chapter is number four, the power of release. What are some of the benefits of releasing, and why is this so important? And can you suggest a few tactics we can use to uh, let go? I know there's physical, there are emotional, there are other things we mm. probably need to let go of. But uh, well, well, that well, that's also a, a very um, powerful way of, of sort of you could say cleaning up. If, if we go back to the fact that you know that we that we've all been programmed, we all have certain belief systems, and so we we along our way we have collected stories or relationships or 
physical possessions. It can also be, but things that do not serve us anymore because yeah. we're evolving, we're growing, we're changing. And so letting go, releasing, um, it, can often, it can often be, you know, relationships that don't serve us anymore. It doesn't mean that, you know, this person wasn't important in our life at one time, but people change and people grow in different ways. And sometimes we spend so much mental energy trying to make something work, which it doesn't really work anymore. So Yeah, that happens so often with relationships, and I'm not talking mm-hmm. about formal divorces or that kind of thing, but uh, so often we mm-hmm. have a friendship that, you know, may have been great years ago and exactly. you know, we've gone different ways. And it, but exactly. like you say, I also like the way you say you, you let the person go with a blessing in, in terms exactly. of not just writing them off, but uh, you tell them they mean a lot to you, but uh, right now... Mm-hmm. <laughs> They just, you know, it's not serving either of your... Exactly. So so, so this letting go and blessing people with love, it's, in other words, that we all have our, our journey, we all are on our different pathways, but hanging on or trying to make things that work that don't, that, again, that, that's the bad energy comes there. That's the negative, again, which we're, we're trying to clean up. And so, so like some of the common stumbling blocks, what is it that uh, makes us cling on to so much that we shouldn't be playing on to. Well, again, most of, most, most of the, again, as I work as a coach and a therapist and talk to people all the time, most of the, the things that people are doing which are not serving them, whether it's relationship-wise or belief systems, it, it's unco- we're, not, we're not beating ourselves up on purpose. We're just unaware of these mechanisms. So it's mainly, I would say, in my defense, in your defense, in everyone's defense, it's just ignorance. And and that's the reason why reading a book, for example, like my book, uh, uh, that, that, that when we, be, we, we get a hold of this information and we check it out and we test it and we see that, you know, okay, maybe I should try that and things start to work for us in another way. So we clear up some of the ignorance and we take our power back and we get, you know, excited about it. So, so again, so it's mainly just we don't know. Yeah. Um, I've written a little book, which I'm, I'd just like to tell our listeners before we run out of time that I'm giving away for free, a free oh, ebook. Yeah, which how is do called, they get that? It's, well, first of all, it's called The Mental Laws, Understanding the Way the Mind Works. Oh. The reason why I'm giving this away is it's exactly the in the answer to your question. It's trying to to elucidate to to make help people understand the power of their minds and the way the mind works because it's not something we've learned in school. We we're, we're ignorant about some of these basic principles and basic mechanisms, and when we when we learn about it, then we can do something about it. So it's so exhilarating and it helps us take our power back. And so, to, to get this free ebook, just go to my website, which is Beam Team B E A M T E A M dot com. And on the front, <laughs> yeah, and on the front page of the uh, of the website, it tells you how to get it. So it's easy to get. Just send me an e- send us an email, and we'll send it to you. Well, here's another fascinating another chapter of your book is entitled The Power of No Age. Now, that one is very interesting. That's a very intriguing title. What is it that that means? Well, again, the whole book is based on how our thinking determines our experience. So that's the basic 
premise of this book. And so you could say another one of the belief systems, I mean, in the, the title of your, your program is Middle Age is the Best Age. I mean, we've been programmed with so many beliefs about aging, you know, how you're supposed to be when you're 20 and how you're supposed to be when you're 30 and how you're supposed to be when you're 40 and when you're 50, oh, you're supposed to be like this or that. So in other words, so so it, there are all these belief systems about aging. And so when I say the power of no age, the question that I ask in that chapter is, who would you be if you didn't know your age? <laughs> That's so important to me. In our program, we often talk about middle age starts around 40 or, you know, somewhere in that neighborhood, and it goes to question mark, question mark, question mark. <laughs> Because there's some people that are old, feel old at 50, and there are others that uh, are young and vibrant at 80, and it's it's so awful when people get trapped into this concept exactly. that they're too old to do such and such, or, you know, exactly. because they're now 68, their their health is going to steadily decline, their their vitality and their uh, overall well-being is going downhill. <laughs> So, so, but again, what you're saying is, again, when we look at reality, we see what you're saying, that people, as time passes, people have widely different experiences. Yeah. And some people are sick and decrepit when they're 52, and some are you know, fitter than they've ever been. Yeah. And so my question is, it, there's got to be more than just your biological age here. There are, what what else is is influencing your experience. And this is where, again, the power of the mind comes in. How are we holding this passage through time? What are our beliefs about that? And I mean, again, this is something, as you say, it's wonderful that you have a program about it, that you're actually questioning these belief systems because it's so insidious. Yeah. Well, uh, your book is usually popular. and You've sold nearly a million copies worldwide to date. What do you think makes the book so popular? Well, I think the, po the book is so popular, first of all, because I explain these. It's a very simple book. I expa explain these basic principles very simply. And then, as you mentioned earlier, each chapter is a specific aspect of how you can use the power of your mind more wisely. And each chapter has a specific exercise or some, some approach that you can... So in other words, no matter, just pick up the book and, and you can open it to any any chapter and just get started. You don't have to read it all. You don't have to start from the beginning. I mean, it just it just works for people because they sort of gravitate to whatever is the right for them at this moment. I mean, I, I have gotten so much so much feedback from all around the world, from so many people in so many different countries who have said that this was the book for some reason that did it for them, that gave them the key to take their power back. So I don't have to be a, a trained psychiatrist then to get something out of your book. <laughs> oh, def definitely not quite the opposite. This is a book which is, I mean, my my whole purpose in writing it, and, and the many people say I've succeeded to make it all, you know, in plain language, very simple, tell me what to do and I'll give it a try. That's that's what this book is about. It's fast. It's easy. That's why I call it fast food for the soul. <laughs> well, where's the best place for our listeners to go to preview and purchase your book? Is there any particular? Well, there are all of my books are on Amazon. So, oh, so and all all the other on. And I, actually, I just noticed that it's being sold for half at half price right now on Amazon. The Road to Power. So, 
Wow. Go and get it there, or Barnes and whatever online. Uh, you know, it's also Google Play. You can get the ebook, the Kindle. What it's available in all these formats. So for what I've seen, I think it's worth ten times the price. So <laughs> I don't know why they're <laughs> selling it for half the price. But <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you. That's great praise. I can appreciate. Can you give us maybe an example or two of the type of exercises that you recommend in the book? That something a listener can try for themselves. I know we can't go into detail but well i would say that probably the the quickest shortcut the fastest shortcut to raising your energy and shifting your your focus and changing your vibrational frequency however you want to put it is to to work on making gratitude lists that that is the, the quickest route um, because I've noticed again, if we if we have our principle, what you focus your attention on grows in your experience. And you think about it, you wake up in the morning, and you actually have a million things you could be thankful for. You could be thankful for you have food in your refrigerator, you have a nice computer, you've been laying in a nice warm bed, you, you know you have a hot shower you can take, you have a car outside, you have two televisions. I mean the the list. You're you're healthy. You can see. You can hear. You can walk. You can talk. We could make a gratitude list that was you know twenty thirty pages long just of the basic stuff. And what do we human beings do? We wake up in the morning and we focus on the one or two things in our lives that are not really working for us. We worry about something that's going to, instead of visualizing a wonderful day ahead or a month and week ahead, we start concentrating on this one problem that we have mm-hmm. that we're so concerned about and it ruins the whole day. Exactly. So, and, and so, again, if we if we combine this observation that you're making with, with the principle, what you focus your attention on grows in your experience. It's not a very intelligent strategy. No. Well, I, certainly in uh, just our brief discussion we've had today, I, I'm so sure that a number of listeners' eyes have been opened to, to the power of exploring their own mental state and finding that solution from within. Also. Mm though relating to the universal spirit. We don't have to do it all ourselves. We, we need exactly. to open ourselves to, uh, and you may call it prayer or whatever you might call it, but mm-hmm. uh, in conjunction with other souls and with the universe, there's so much to do. Finally, is there anything you'd like to say to our listeners before we go? Well, I think just to re- reflecting back on, on on what you just said that that it's, it's the nature of reality is is good. It's not something that we have to create, as you say, the great universal intelligence which is running the show out there. The more we are in alignment with the good that we seek, that's our task. The more we will experience it. Uh, and 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 as I would like to say in parting, go in and get my free ebook on our website. Um, which is a very brief introduction to these principles. So if you want to just have a quick look at the things that uh, Roy and I have been ta- talking about, you will find them there. Yeah, that's uh, beamteam.com, is that website. Exactly. exactly. Well, thank you so much, uh, Barbara. This has been a most enlightening uh, visit and best <laughs> of success, continued success, I guess. I'd say thank that you. you've already sold a million copies, but continued <laughs> success on the book and, and the consulting and all that you do. and. Uh, Say hello to that little mermaid out in the harbor. Next I will. Time. <laughs> I will. Thank you so much for having me. Thank Blessings you. to you. Well, that was the most inspiring message from today's guest, Barbara Berger, and so very authentic. The road to power, control over our own destiny, better health, more loving relationships, financial security, 
peace of mind, unrestrained joy, and fulfillment all lies within. Each and every one of us is capable of taking control, connecting with our higher self as a bridge to God, the universal intelligence beyond. Yes, you and I are principal choice makers in our own lives. We all must recognize that. And before I go, I'd like to salute golfer Tiger Woods as the latest shining example of positive midlife transformation. Like you, I'm certain, and uh, like me, I'm sure a lot of you watched the recent 2019 Masters Tournament on TV, and the Tiger Woods who could out-drive, out-putt every competitor on the course. We remember him, and more often than not, he used to win major championships by seven strokes or more. But in observing Tiger in Sunday's final round, he appeared so different from that Tiger that we all remember in his 20s and 30s, when from 1997 through 2008, he won 14 major championships. That Tiger Woods always appeared to be driven solely by his desire to dominate, most often cold, grim, and self-absorbed. For the young Tiger, winner seemed like it was everything, uh, and nothing or no one could stand in the way of more success. And though temporarily satisfying victors on the course did not appear, or victories on the course did not appear to translate into personal contentment because there was always one more mountain to climb. And Tiger Woods' absolute uh, determination won him many tournaments, but few if any friends. As one sports columnist put it, at the peak of his career as a young adult, Tiger Woods was a great golfer, but not a particularly good person. <laughs> and we all know the uh, the more recent Tiger Woods stumble, so I won't bore you with details. Just a reminder, following the death of his father in 2006, Tiger Woods descended into an alcohol-fueled infidelity and carousing that ultimately led to divorce from his beautiful wife. Shortly thereafter, Tiger's body betrayed him. Uh, like so many of us in our 20s and 30s, we thought we were invincible, and it appears Tiger Woods pushed his body too long, too hard. And it turns out that Tiger's fabled swing put so much stress on his back and knees that over the next several years he had to endure four knee and three back operations. By early 2017, Tiger was dependent on a variety of pain medications, often bedridden, and he was firmly convinced that his golfing career was over. Medication, uh, medication dependency got so bad that one evening police discovered Tiger Woods passed out in his car on the road and they charged him with intoxication. Hard to believe, but prior to this year's Masters Tournament, Tiger had gone 11 years since winning his last major championship. Let's fast forward to this year's Masters Tournament. Take a look at the current Tiger Woods at age 43. Least significant but very noticeable is Tiger's receding hairline. Like so many men in their 40s, uh, Tiger Woods has lost a lot of hair with his hat off. He definitely now appears middle age. Unlike a lot of us, however, that his body shape and arm muscles remain spectacular, but we all know about the pain and physical stress that has been going on on his inside. But most important, the most important transformation has occurred in Tiger's demeanor. 
it appears that recent misfortune has so humbled him that he now truly appreciates success. And that's really the secret to middle age renewal, isn't it? Uh, Suffering has made him thankful for the blessings he enjoys. He has discovered the benefits of warm human interaction with his fellow golf pros, the press, and even spectators on the course. And no longer do do you hear Tiger cuss or openly display anger when he misses a crucial shot or stare down well-meaning fans who somehow disrupted his pre-shot concentration. Throughout Sunday's Masters round, Tiger Woods appeared composed, confident, and highly respectable, or respectful both of spectators and of his fellow competitors. An attorney conclusion, uh, outstanding pros 20 years, Tiger's junior praised him not just as a great golfer, but also for his positive influence as a human being. And after winning the 2019 Masters, Tiger Woods expressed pure glee, no character acting. He wanted to share his unrestrained happiness with others, and it wasn't about the money. Lord knows Tiger has plenty of that. Rather, it was the culmination of his moral journey all the way from self-absorbed youth uh, through a painful period into a caring middle age. And wasn't it great the way he hugged his two children and his 75-year-old mother? He had come back from tremendous odds, competing against golfers 10 years or 20 years younger and more agile than he. He could no longer rely totally upon himself his relentless conditioning, and his almost superhuman golfing skills. He won, though, and it was a symbolic victory for every one of us over age 40. Like Tiger at middle age, we must now rely on inner power, experience, our moral compass, and our connection with a higher power to succeed. But we also have the advantage of hindsight and the wisdom of middle age. Also, we need to ask for, welcome, and acknowledge and genuinely appreciate assistance from others and give back whenever we can. We now know that the golf superstar Tiger Woods is a caring human being after all. So how about you and me? No, we aren't going to win the Masters, or for that matter, not even a tour event on the seniors circuit. But like Tiger, we can absolutely refuse to mourn the loss of our youth or assume that at age 43, or heck, at 57 or 63, that all our best days are behind us and that it's all downhill from here. In short, having been refined and tested like fine gold, Tiger Woods in his early 40s has mentally and emotionally transformed himself into an all-around winner, not just at golf, heck, he already was the greatest at that, but as a well-rounded, caring human being. Welcome, Tiger Woods, to our ever-expanding congregation of joyful, fulfilled, positive-thinking men and women who are fully prepared to challenge the future in service to self and others. And would you like uh, guidance in positively transforming your life at Midstream? I want to invite you to preview and purchase my book, A Midlife Challenge Wake Up, by Roy C. Richards, that's me, Through 18 chapters and 21 fun self-help exercises, my book guides you through a comprehensive step-by-step journey from the unfulfilling same old, same old place where you are today to a joyful, adventuresome, and productive second half. 
and uh, it can show you how uh, you can bring loved ones and family members along with you, which is even more important, I think. And you can purchase my book through Amazon, barnesandnoble.com, or through our website, middleagerenewal.com. And now it's spring, so let's all go out and join Tiger Woods on the golf course. Or if you don't care about golf, wherever else in your community, indoors or outdoors, that you really want to be. And talk to you again next week on Middle Age Can Be Your Best Age. Bye for now. You've been listening to Middle Age Can Be Your Best Age, hosted by Roy Richards, an expert on midlife renewal and author of both A Midlife Challenge, Wake Up, and Wake Up, Captain and Crew, Restart Your Engines. You can learn more about Roy and his Middle Age Renewal Training System by visiting his website, middleagerenewal.com. 